0: Fear just came over me and something inside me told me, you can't do this. You're not strong enough.
1: Hello, you're listening to Put on Love Story. My name is Lena, and I'm the host of this podcast. Today, I invited my dear friend, Raina Morris. I've known her for many years, and she will be sharing her life story today. Get ready because she has one powerful testimony to share. Hi, Raina. Hi, Lena. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. God highlighted you in my heart to invite you to come on as the first guest. And um, I just think, you know, he couldn't be more right. I'm just so honored to have you here. Um, thank you so much for your time and energy. <laughs> um, so, before we jump in, um, can you share a little bit about who you are and what you love to do? Yes. Well,
0: first of all, Lena, I just want to thank you so much for inviting me to be the first on your podcast. It- it means so much to me. It just shows me just how much God loves me. And every time I speak to you, that's what I receive. I receive God's love and God's grace when you speak over my life. Um, so I'm Raina Morris. I am a designer. Um, I design a whole bunch of different things. So I'm just really creative in different areas of my life. So I love to create content. I also create um, creative designs on Etsy. At She Creates Collective, I'm a devotional writer. I'm an author, so I wrote my first devotional um, in 2020. Actually, when the world was kind of getting chaotic, (laughs) I decided to sit down and finally listen to what God was asking me to do, which was, you know, write these love letters that He was giving me to share to His daughters. And other than that, I mean, I'm a mom and of two little ones, a five-year-old and a three-year-old both girls. And I'm also a wife to my loving
1: husband. He's an architect and artist and photographer on the side. Reina, you are one of the most incredible, creative people that I know. I always get my inspirations from you. And I mean, talking about your book, I have it with me right now. I mean, you have no idea how much it impacted me. Um, It gave me so much healing, literally helped me hear his voice for each day so i really recommend this devotional book to so many people i just want to ask you this question you know how did you uh, encounter jesus you know any struggle you faced before you met jesus any battles when you encountered jesus what happened and how did you change from there yes lena thank you so much for
0: allowing me to to share this what i call as a my ashes into something so beautiful. Um, I was raised Catholic. And so for me, it was a ritual, you know, you go to, you go to church on Sundays, you go to church during the holidays, like on Easter and Christmas. And, you know, sometimes you just go when you feel like it. And so that's kind of, you know, we kind of were in that routine. And as I um, grew older, you know, I had my grandma, she would always just kind of, she would pray. She was always praying, and at that moment, I would always think like she's kind of weird. Like she, she would like <laughs> pray in tongues and she would just—I don't know. She would just pray all the time, and I didn't know Jesus. I knew God. You know, I knew God as someone more like a disciplinarian, someone that when I did something wrong, that I needed to confess my sins to a pap to a priest, and automatically there was just a shame that would come over my life. As a young girl, honestly my question would always be like, well, why do I need this priest to talk to God to receive forgiveness? And so as a young girl, maybe nine, ten years old, I was already questioning. And nobody really gave me the answer. Everybody would just tell me, well, you need to ask God for forgiveness. You need to repent. You need to do these many Hail Marys, you know. And so it just made me very afraid of God. I didn't get to know God as my Lord and Savior until Honestly, I was in Los Angeles to go to FITM, to the Fashion Institute of Merchandising Design. And when I was out there, I left out there in a relationship. That's what really brought me to Los Angeles. I had always had the dream to be in the fashion industry, but I was always so afraid, afraid to move, afraid to take that that leap of faith until, unfortunately, (laughs) it took love to get me out there. But I know now that God used that person to allow me to meet my heavenly father. And, you know, when I was in Los Angeles, um, I was in a very broken place. I had a lot of, uh, I had a negative mindset. I had been through a lot of dysfunction in my life from being adopted to other, just other situations that were not, you know, that were very injustice. And as I was out there. Um, I ended this relationship that I was in, and that was the moment. Something inside of me was asking me that it's time to step to step out. It's time to start my own journey and leave this toxic relationship. So I left the relationship, and it was in that moment, Lena, that I always say, "Wow!" Like I didn't know the Holy Spirit then, but something inside me was telling me, "Pack your bag, and it's time to go." And I did. I packed my bag and I told this boyfriend of mine that I was no longer going to be in this relationship. And he didn't believe me. And I remember him staring at the suitcase and being like, yeah, right. You're not leaving. You're not going anywhere. Because, you know, I had done that a couple of times. I had packed my bag and said, I'm leaving. But those words didn't mean anything because I was so afraid and I would stay in that dysfunction. And so that day when I packed it, I remember laying in the bed and I fell asleep. I fell asleep. And the next morning, I'm like, what am I still doing here? And I'm like, I was supposed to leave, but I was just so physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted that I just got up and I realized, I'm like, you're doing this, Reina. You are doing this. Like, there's no turning back. And just fear just came over me. and. Something inside me told me, you can't do this. You're not strong enough. There's no way that you can start your own life without a man, without anyone supporting you and helping you out. And there was something inside of me that told me, No, it's time to honor yourself, it's time to love yourself, and it's time to step into this new season of your life. And I packed my bag, and as I was packing my bag, I remember you know, him looking at me and was like, are you kidding? You're not really doing this. I'm like, yes, I am. Lena, it was in that moment that my phone rang and I was like, what, who is this? You know, like who could be calling me right now? And I picked up my phone. It was a coworker of mine and you're not going to believe it. She was like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, well, I'm about to lose this relationship I'm in. And I don't know how this is going to turn out, but for now, I'm going to move into this other coworker. She knew the same person I was talking about. This other coworker, I'm gonna move into her apartment and live in her living room until I figure it out. And this coworker of mine on the phone told me, you know what, Rena I want to invite you to my church. That's why I was calling you. I was calling you to invite you to our home church. After you come with us, I will be more than happy to help you move out and get yourself situated into your new place. And now I know it was the Holy Spirit, like. Leading someone to call me in that really hard moment. It was like, come to where I do community and where I learn about God. And then after, I will help you. And so I did not know what I was getting myself into. We were walking in. I remember just crying, like tears just coming down my face, just crying, crying. I felt like what I know now is the presence of God. I just felt like something was calling me. Something greater was calling me. Something wanted to shower me with love, even in my darkest moment. I loved it so much that I went to, I think two or three services that day. And I just wanted to be there because I felt safe. And I had people to support me. I had my two coworkers. I lived in my friend's living room for 18 months and I didn't have a car anymore because I left everything. I left the relationship, I left the car, I drove, I left everything. That's when I realized too, Lena, that I didn't have many friends. I realized that I was so codependent that I put all, all my energy into this relationship that when I stepped out of it, it was just me. And that's when the Holy Spirit, you know, told me like it's time to invest in relationships. It's time to meet people, to build your community. And I'll finish with this that I didn't accept Jesus into my Lord and Savior until six months later. I think it was like August 5th of 2012 is when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and I received Jesus Christ. And what I received was that it's not about what I have to do to receive God's love, but what has already been done on the cross. You know, there's nothing wrong with uh, being Catholic. But what I did not get out of being Catholic was that I didn't understand the love of Jesus. You know, I didn't see that he was gracious. I didn't, I didn't understand that his character was just so gentle and that his character wanted the best for my life. And it wasn't until I received Jesus into my life, when I knew what he had already done on the cross, that I didn't have to live in shame. I didn't have to live, you know, um, filled with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and all these things that I was struggling with. I experienced abuse of different types in my childhood and growing up and, those are the things that caused so much negativity in my mind that I didn't feel worthy of love, I didn't feel um, worthy of living a good life, and um, but I'm here to tell you now that that I'm in a different season of my life. That after receiving my Lord and Savior, I've entered into this new season. You know where God is calling me to just step into my destiny and to no longer dwell on the past. You know how that verse in Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So as people are listening to my story, Jesus is calling them to a life, an abundant life. And we no longer have to live in our past hurts and our struggles. We can step into that freedom that He's called us to that. We don't have to dwell in the past anymore that we can look at what's in front of us and see that there are so many blessings right in front of us. I don't have to have a victim mentality, but I can have a victor mentality that I can claim God's victory, Jesus' victory over my life today.
1: Wow. That's so beautiful, Reina. I mean, I love when you said having that relationship with Jesus, starting that relationship with Jesus, not about what you do, but it's all about what's already been done by Jesus. And I love the way encountering Jesus was really the open door into your future so that you can move forward from your past and literally step into your destiny, into your beautiful future. That's so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Reina. And so after you encountered Jesus, which was incredible way how the Holy Spirit led you, Uh, to come out of your, um, you know, toxic relationship, what happened afterwards?
0: So the healing didn't come, you know, it wasn't an instant thing. It took a lot of work. I look at my life now and I have a godly husband and I have two beautiful daughters, but a lot of people don't see the work that it took for me. They didn't see the dark places. They didn't see the nights when, you know, I was having just really, um, negative thoughts about my image and just not feeling worthy and not feeling like I deserve to be alive. And, um, so I want to share that my life is now, you know, full because I go, I have accountability. I have people in my life that, you know, support me and that help me, you know, just have a a sober life, you know, a life where I can see God's plan for my life, where I'm not uh, using vices like alcohol um, to fulfill me. I go to therapy. I do Celebrate Recovery, which is Christ-centric recovery program that I really highly recommend. I went to AA and Al-Anon. and These are all safe places where people can share and can heal and where they can also hear other people's stories so they don't feel alone. I want to say that You know, we all go through bad situations and we all have gone through unfair situations and it's easy to live a negative mindset that will cause you to remain stuck. But if we want to change, like I said, we can't have a victim mentality. We need to have a victor mentality. We need to declare victory over our lives. We need to stop living in self-pity which i was living there in self-pity daily we need to tell fear and doubt that it is finished and i think that's when my mindset changed when i started speaking and declaring god's word over my life saying this it is finished on that cross you know god shed his blood for all my past mistakes that i made for all the the things that people did to me that were not right all that is on that cross all that is nailed on there and like i was talking like we need to forgive and that's when the life transformation happened for me is when i was able to forgive the people that hurt me the most when i was able to forgive myself you know because there was a there was so many days when i just i felt like i was the problem I was the cause of all these bad things that had happened to me, the things I had failed in, the relationships I had failed in, you know, being adopted. Yes, life probably doesn't look like the way I want it to look like with my biological mom. But I also have to see that God protected me and he brought me to the United States because I was from Mexico. He brought me to the United States, a lovely family that was able to, you know, unconditionally love me and adopt me and just give me a better life here. I needed to realize that that even though I went through all these things that there were so many blessings like being able to be given good education and making good friends and I mean if it wasn't for all of that then I wouldn't be as successful as I am now like you know I wouldn't be blogging I wouldn't be designing jewelry I wouldn't be you know creating this new women's ministry and podcast that I'm working on right now like I wouldn't be able to do all that and so I need to continue to have that victory mindset every single day. And besides forgiveness, it's a choice. We have a choice. I wanted to also, Lena, share God's word revives our spirit. It revives those dry bones. It relights that, that passion inside of us. And there's a, there's a scripture, John 5, 6. It says, when Jesus saw him laying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, Do you want to get well? And that is such a powerful statement. Anybody else listening here, do you want to get well? God's word is so powerful and so mighty that right now, in this moment, as you're listening to what I'm speaking, you can be receiving breakthrough right now with God's word. Because he's asking us, Do we want to get well? You have a choice today. Today it's either yes. Or no. And in this scripture, the man's attitude was basically, he didn't want to get well. He wasn't believing for a miracle. He wasn't believing that God could do anything in his life, that Jesus could transform his life. He had gone so comfortable in his dysfunction. And I know that we can all relate to that today. There's areas in our lives where we have just gone so used to the dysfunction. We've been so used to that depression, that anxiety, those suicidal thoughts, negative words of that we, we are not capable of walking out our calling, that we're not smart enough, you know, that we don't have enough energy. This is a victim mindset. This is an attitude that we need to adjust. So if Jesus is asking us, do you want to get well? We say yes, so that we can step into the
1: calling that he has for us. I love the way you said, um, when we say yes to him, it's like saying yes to, yes, I want to get well. I want to change. I want to transform. I want to have this amazing, abundant life that you're not living as a victim, but but as a victor. But in order to do that, that key is forgiveness. I love how you unpack that truth. Thank you so much for that. I know that you're starting this new endeavor, this amazing organization called Create in Her. Can you tell us a little bit of what Jesus wants to do through you and who is this for and what is your vision regarding this uh, passion in your heart?
0: Yes, Lena, thank you. We are working on this new um, gathering called Create in Her. And the mission behind it is to gather women from diverse backgrounds into a Christ-centered community. This was inspired by the verse in Psalms 5110, where it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. I want to encourage women from all over the world. How do I help that woman get unstuck? How do I help that woman that's suffering from depression and anxiety? You know, I know that God is going to do so many great things to create in her, and we're going to be doing conferences, and we're working on getting the podcast up. I'm really excited for what God
1: is going to do through this um,
0: through this organization, Lena.
1: Oh, that's so incredible, Reyna. Um, thank you for your obedience to really align your will to the Father's will. Thank you, um, just Reina, for coming on today. You're listening to Put A Love Story, sharing beautiful story of Jesus in people's lives.